Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to winners and losers from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, that's Johnny, Phil and Dicko. And usually every Monday we have a look back at the weekend's football and we pick some winners and losers. A little bit different this week because it was international week. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to look forward to what the lads think may be ultimately be the best winner and loser come the end of the season. We're going to get this done in an hour because I genuinely could fall asleep if we go any further than that. Um, so let's... Uh, we say that every week, Gav. No, 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 yeah. we are. I'm not I'm not fucking around this week. I genuinely could just go asleep at about 11 and leave you to it. Um, ring me missus and tell her to knock off the, the field when, when, when you're done. Um, yeah, so we're going to look at it. We're going to go through. Um, the, all, the lads are going to pick a winner each and a loser each. Looking forward to the end of the season, who ultimately could be the winner or loser of the season. Um, before we get into it, though, Shawnee, Will Smith gave uh, your man a slap earlier in the Oscars. Um, set up or no set up? Nah, I don't think it was a set up. I just think he's a sap. I don't think it was a set up, to be honest. He's a bleeding sap, though. It's like all the men in the world can ride me wife, but just don't call that Baldi. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm telling her as a bleeding is. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Phil, um, set up. Set up or no set up? It was, it was like a shit version of wrestling, to be totally honest with you. It didn't even look like a real slap. <laughs> like, seriously. Sure, you know, Will Smith breaking his heart laugh. Like the old Batman when he hit him. Capel. Honestly, honestly, it was awful. 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 But not, but not a like, setup for you. No, definitely a setup. 100% setup. 100% setup. I think it's a setup as well. well like, the reason why I think it's a setup is here's the reason why I think it's a setup, right? So. Um, Will Smith sitting there and Chris Rock cracks the joke and he breaks his bollocks laughing right and he looks over and his missus is, is giving now remember in rehearsal he got up and gave him a smack and oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then he walks up on the stage and hits him the worst looking smack ever the force it was there going like 
it's uh, it's it's it just doesn't even look real. And then when he's walking back, he's breaking his heart laughing. It's like the fella could have been facing charges for assault if if he really did it. So now I'm not having a complete setup. They were trying to change the whole Oscars. The viewership is dying on its arse. Nobody cares. They keep picking pictures that nobody movies never even see. And let's be honest with you. It's bit like I, I I think movies as a concept is dying because of the high quality type of um, mini series and series that are being produced by all these new studios in terms of like Apple and uh, Netflix and all that type of stuff. And now, now I'm just I'm just this is just to try to keep the the Oscars relevant when it's it's just no longer relevant to what to, to the to the real world. It'd be a bit like social media doing awards. Yeah. And I don't even think that's one of Phil's edgy takes. I do feel like that there is some sort of like um, there is some sort of truth in that because it's well documented that the Oscars is on its ass. It just has been. Even it's just it's become more of a political thing now, more than anything else, hasn't it? Like yeah, like it's become else, more. Hasn't? It's become more edgy over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's so pretentious and wanky now. Like it, you don't even try to avoid it. It would. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure it was a, a setup. Um, I think. You know the uh, the slap or whatever, like a VAR at Stockley Park would have been in order, I think, just to see what that was all about. <laughs> just <You> connection, know, <laughs> <laughs> just to see what the how the connection was. Um, like, surely if he was that offended, he could have decked him quite easily. Could have decked him. So I'm a, I'm, I'm, it's a bit of a head scratcher why he, why he goes for the slap uh, and the fact that he's obviously an actor. Uh, would lend a bit of kind of credence with the fact that it could easily have been a setup, but my gut says it wasn't. I think it was all day. Um, Veranda Shears says that the LAPD dusted Chris Rock's face for evidence and found fresh prints. <laughs> so um, there you go. Um, oh, wow. Nice, nice joke from Veranda Shears there. We've got me and Sean, he'll absolutely hammer him in the Xbox party from about 11.15 onwards. Um, he's not even coming in now after that. He, uh, no, he, he disappeared. He pretended he's going always going off to do something. Did anyone angry. see, any, on that, did anyone see the Clint Eastwood tread um, that's been doing the rounds today? No. No, it's not that he did anything at the Oscars or something. Oh, he didn't slap they, anyone around, right? Okay. No, but they're just doing a range of his movies which have seemed to lead to violence to different uh, uh, communities in America. Like, American Sniper led to violence against Muslims. Um, fall, what, not Fallen Down. What was the one that he did um, with the car? It was, Gran Torino. it was called Car or something. Gran Torino, that's the one. Yeah, right? it was Gran Turismo. But that led to a spate of violence against Asians in, in America, right? And then there's... Um, a shot of from 19, the 1972 Oscars where Marilyn Brando sent up uh, a Native American actor to like to ask them to stop portraying them a certain way in film and stuff like this, right? And she's booed and heckled going up on stage, right? So like this is like the difference between nowadays and then she's completely booed and heckled by the actors, not even by like the public around the booed and heckled. John Wayne is trying to get up and knock her out, right? And then she gets up there, stays her speech. She comes off the next the next award that goes up there. Clint Eastwood comes up and takes the piss out of her. Says this award is for all the cowboys that were shot in the movies over the years. Just like imagine nowadays. I was just looking at it going the complete difference in the way society's gone is just mental. Where it was just a woman asking for um for for some respect towards indigenous Americans and also uh, whatever protests at the time were happening at Wounded Knee because that's obviously a, a site of 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 um, an atrocity that was carried out against them as well. Anyway, I won't go on going into that's a different podcast among where I'm sort of uh, me and P look after that one. 
Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I look forward to that. Um, winners and losers, end of the yeah. season. Who you feel could be the ultimate winner and the ultimate loser come the end of this season? It can be a football club, player, team, organisation, whatever you want it to be. Shawnee, let's go with your winner, who you think could be the ultimate winner of this season. The ultimate winner? Yeah. You can't look past us, really. Like, let's be honest. Um, it, it's it's building up now towards winning probably another two, three trophies, which is completely possible. And it's weird in a way that it doesn't seem to be like a mad pressure on us. Sort of, I don't think there's a pressure on us to do it. I just think it's kind of a something to read. But like, if we had to do it, like, look, I'm not saying I don't. I don't really care if you told us tomorrow we we weren't going to win the FA Cup. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't really care, honest to God. But if we were to win the double of a Premier League and a Champions League off the back of playing how we have in the last two, three years. like People were going on about Liverpool not doing their best to create a legacy. That would be a legacy-defining season for 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 Klopp if he was to go on and do it. Um, it's absolutely mad. And the thing is, City can do a treble, but they should they should have they should have done that years ago. Like the, with the money that they've spent, they should have done that years ago. They've completely cheated. They don't even hide it anymore. And the fact that we're even in, we even have a dog in this fight, how well the club was run, um, how much of a disadvantage we're at in terms of financial, like literally. It's mental that we could literally be the we could end City season in a week and go on and create history. And they could very well do it to us. But if they were to do it to us, nobody really give a fuck, would they? It's the same reason why everybody wants us to not win the league and you don't really care if City wins it. Because you don't have to listen to anybody if it City feels like leave. it feels like a nothing season if City win it. To everyone else. Because it feels it's, like a bit of heartache for everyone else. It's par for them. It's par for them. And I think, like, coming off the back of last year and how it played out and kind of this what we went through, it was traumatic, sort of, really, in a way, like, in terms of the injuries and no fans and Klopp's situation and Allison's situation off the pitch. To go on and win it all now is... Would we'll, we'll be would absolutely be met. Honestly, I'd, you, you could kind of take if we were to do if we were to win a if we were even to win the Champions League and the league in this one season, well, I'd I'd happily take next year off. To be honest, with you. <laughs> yeah. you know, have right. and now honestly, like yeah, no, no, I, I, I would kind of go into next year going, do you know what? I actually couldn't give a fuck what happens because that last twelve to eighteen months was absolutely mental and it's it's highly unlikely that you're going to see anything like this again so I think the ultimate winners it, it's hard to look past us to be honest with you I think anything else would really be I don't see anybody else in the position to go on and actually make history like we do because if City were to do it like I said nobody would really give a fuck because 
it's gone past bending rules now. They just they don't care. They start. Uh, they, they they feel to me, Shani, a bit like they're everybody's get out class. You know, like <laughs> if Liverpool were to win three, four trophies, people would be going fucking bastards winning all them. Whereas City knock Liverpool out, people would be delighted. And then if City mm. won, it, people go, ah, fuck, it wasn't bothered. Didn't watch Champions League final at the weekend. You know, they just the the interest in them is just. Is, I think it's just appalling. Um, Chelsea were a bit like that early doors when they suddenly had all the money and they started winning leagues and that. And then obviously the the kind of the rivalry formed and it grew from there. You know what I mean? But but yeah, you're right. Like City, they're just a they're just a convenient get out for for so many who are underachieving at the moment. I think they are. Um, Sean, he said you can't look past Liverpool if they were to go and do this. So I'll ask Dick on, I'll ask Phil. Um, yeah. We're facing into April and we're facing into a huge, huge April, like where like it will define, it literally will define the season because come the end of it, you'll know where you are and it really like at the back end of all these competitions. Um, yeah. Dicko, I, I won't ask you, can you look past Liverpool as being the ultimate winners, but what chance do you give us of winning these three <laughs> remaining trophies? Well, I, I think it's a, an unbelievable chance. I mean, Shawnee talks about taking next season off. Unfortunately for me, I decided to take this season off when it came to my season ticket. I mean, I, you know, all the years I've been going to Hamfield, yeah, um, <laughs> I chose this one to sit it out for good reason at the start. But now it's is there any chance of you ringing Hamfield like three games before the end when you have a chance to win everything? Oh, listen, I was only messing. <laughs> There's fifteen hundred quid if I could just go to these last two. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my seat back and then <laughs> chuck out whoever's managed to steal it for the last sixteen games. Um yeah, I mean it, it, it's crazy really. You think about all the years you go, you know, you, you follow Liverpool, you go with the game. Um and Never ever been in this situation, you know, where we're fighting on all of these fronts. Obviously, one trophy, um, and it's yeah. I mean, like when you weigh it up and you look at the two runnings, uh, I was um, to what you lads uh, were saying uh, last night on on the fat back four. Like we 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 do technically have the harder running, but we're Manchester. Champions League sort of path. Um, I think that's almost a leveller. And then you've got that sort of Mario where we're now playing them in the FA Cup semi-final. So, like, it's it, everything's completely in the melting pot. So, um, you can't predict. You can't. You can't predict where come out with. As long as we come out with one of the big prizes, FA League or the Champions League, I'll be happy. I'll be, I'll take that with a, with a, you know with another with another domestic trophy. I'll take that. But one thing that's kind of in the back of my mind here is that you know we talk about City and all of the you know they've won the league you know several times. This will feel like um, us winning the league for the first time again after the thirty years because of the fact we couldn't celebrate it, and then you. For that, the shit show from last season when everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and I think that potentially is the the bit of motivation that we'll need to get over the line in the league, Champions League, more of a lottery for me because you'd have to go through Bayern Munich over two legs, and then you're going to face a really tough 
opponent in the final much tougher than we had to play against Spurs. So um, I think the league probably the most likely um, trophy for us um, this season. And I'll be absolutely ecstatic and relevant to the fact that I've missed every game bar the first one. Mm. Phil, you know, it's a long way to go. So I think there's a possible 15 games to go in this season. And I was the point I was trying to make last night was embrace it. You're in it. You have to embrace it. You have to go for it. And I, I said, people think boldly and people think fair play to you last night. I said, I don't see who stops us. And the reason I don't think, I don't see anyone that stops us is we've no time to think. We're literally going to pile into games every three days. Our squad is more or less fully fit. They're all killing each other to try to get in the squad. And if we keep the players fit, and Klopp has shown that he can rotate this squad really, really well on a game-to-game basis, I think the quality we have and the freshness within the squad we have, I just can't see anybody stopping us, Phil. And that might be you could, like, the chance you're going to tell me I'm a dope, but that's just the way I feel about it. How do you feel? I think it's it's going to be incredibly more difficult than we think to win two of the trophies, not one or three of them. Look, I, I think we'll win one. When you're this far, this deep into the three trophies, the likelihood is that you're going to win one, right? I just hope it's not the FA Cup if we have to win one. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> win the Champions League or the league. No, honestly, like if, you, if, if you tell me which one do I, do I want, at this moment in time, I want the league. I want this team to have won and, and Klopp to have won two league titles. We always end up in the Champions League final every 10 years or so, right? So we'll, we'll see another one of them. But a league title, we went 30 years without winning a league title. It's so difficult to win them. The English league has been sports washed to bits. It's only going to get worse. The likelihood of us ever challenging realistically for a league title and in four to five years is very unlikely because of the amount of money that's going to get pumped into whatever sports washing conglomeration boys, Chelsea, and then you've got Saudi Arabia who's pumping money into Newcastle. How you, how you going, we're going to stay up with this? I don't know. But to, for, for, the, for the Klopp era to have at least two league titles, he has a Champions League tri- title. He's won one of the domestic cups. To me, that's that's a much bigger thing. If we go on to win either of the other two trophies, I'd be absolutely ecstatic, right? Can we win the trade? Yes, we can. But honestly, I think if you look at the energies that they're going to put into this this run in, the energy is going to be focused on the league and the, and the Champions League. The FA Cup, if it happens, will be just a case of the, on the day, the look of the draw on the day. That's that's basically what it is. Um, but after that, the, the focus is going to be so much on the league. I think I, I think the players themselves want to win another league title. I think they know to beat City over 38 games from how far back they were, even in January of this year, that level of achievement shouldn't be underestimated. We're talking about a team that's had billions pumped into it, washed under the books. They've set up offshore um, companies to handle image rights. They put in... Um, values in for what they're paying in wages which is only half the value because they've sent them the other half off in, in, in image rights that doesn't be that doesn't get attached they've managed to get Qatar in on board in terms of changing the FFP rules so that they're the only team in Europe at the moment who meets all the conditions for the new version of FFP mm-hmm. <laughs> after they've after they've created their imaginary commercial deals um to to create this situation where they've got less than uh, it's less it's less than 65 percent um of where they are so Look, lads, you know, if we can win one of the big ones, I'm going to be ecstatic. If we win two of the big ones, then 
that's that to me is the is the cherry on the top of the cake of of the club cake because I I don't think he's here after twenty twenty four and I think to win one next year when this probably washes out a bit more is going to be a lot more difficult because the closer we get to him stepping away, the harder it's going to be. And look, at the end of the day, you've got Salah and you've got Mane who. I don't think Salah's going to be at the club at the end of this contract. I think he's going to see out the contract and go somewhere else. Um, and that will potentially look into the last year of Mo Salah as well. So like, f- there's a whole load of things that are coming to- that are coming towards a natural end of our cycle, one way or the other. And I just think this is the- such, such a fantastic opportunity to grasp. But it requires nerves of steel and a will of iron. And, it's, uh, this is th- and the biggest part that we've no control over None whatsoever is that bounce of the ball. There's an element. It's 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 not luck. It's just it's just it's it's the randomness of football. Ultimately, it hits. Yeah, go back to, go back to the Sadio Mane near goal. All them, you know, it, 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 that was the difference, wasn't it? We we yeah. you know we, off the line, off the line, quarter of an inch, whatever. It, it gets brought up every now and again. That was the difference between one point, you know, losing us the league that season. You know, VAR decision here, and that who knows what's down the line. VAR, dodgy penalty, you know, send it off, whatever. That, that's 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 the thing that I don't want decide. Don't don't want anything stupid like that deciding this yeah, in the that's, next few weeks. And and as Phil was talking about cycles, there, like if you look at the bigger picture altogether, I'm not sure how many years we actually have left of football. In, in this capacity is the way it is because it's all going to get muddled in a few years with because the Super League is coming There's, and that is an absolute certainty and if the Super League doesn't come this fucking stupid ridiculous new version of the Champions League that's being pushed on is coming as well so football is losing its soul so this, Phil's talking about the league being sports watched the sport is on the very, very, is on the absolute brink of being completely sports watched itself. And not only by these oil states, but by the governing bodies that are supposed to be in charge, it's gotten completely out of control now. And I don't, I can't imagine where we're too far away where there's Premier League games in New York, Premier League games in Jeddah, Champions League games in Jeddah, Champions League finals in, in Saudi Arabia. I know Saudi Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia, but Dubai. The Arab Emirates, all over the world, like football as we know it is, it's it's in its dying stages. If I'm being honest, like, well, Shani, can I just jump in? Because Gab, before, like, I don't know, I know you want to no, do this in there. Just the point. What I'm saying is the feel, the timing of this feel, the coin I go out and say, oh, well, when it was still the Champions League, when it was still the Premier League, we got it done. <laughs> and the, <laughs> And, and that, and I completely agree, Sean. That's that's. I just want to jump in and give you my loser, my ultimate loser of the season is football. I think this is it. I think this is the end of peak football, right? I think this is what we're seeing now. There's going to be no interest. There's going to be very little interest in the World Cup in 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 the real TV markets. What well, it is to be a passing interest at Christmas time, right? Because they don't realise that football in December fits around everything else that goes on in the Christmas period. If you put try to put on a spectacle competition in the middle of it, people just don't have the time the will or the interest to invest in that competition, right? In in the Western Hemisphere, I'm not talking about now in the, in the Southern Hemisphere, but but uh, again, if you try to take it to the proper Southern Hemisphere where it's there summertime, there, again, the interest is not there. International football is dying in its arse. FIFA want to do the World Cup every two years. To talk about building this out, this World Club competition that's there, there's no real interest in it. 
the interest that the, the interest that remains at this stage and the growing interest is, is just pure club football. Just, just the, this, the, the, the days of the international game being representing the ultimate pinnacle of the game is over, right? The Champions League, what we have at the moment, is the, going, is the best form of the Champions League. What they're about to create is just a shit version of the European Super League. It's a random competition, random fixture generator with a with a knockout stage at the end. Like this is we're talking about eighteen teams in a league, and you play ten fixtures, and and how, who decides what the fixtures is? Random computer, right? What they're doing is they haven't they haven't understood the the concept of oversaturation in in the game, and we're about to step now from where competitions mean something, leagues mean something, the Champions League means something into this strange sort of twilight zone where it's just games, 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 games with a with a pinnacle match at some point in the future where ultimately all these teams play against each other and again, the top three or four are the ones that come out on top. And what's happening is the sports washing that's going to happen now between now and the next five years is just going to end up the game being five to six big teams and that's it. Mm. That's it. And, and, and it's sad that? to see... It's going to be like watching that. Remember that free season tournament that just came out? And I think Guinness actually sponsored it. What was it called? The Super Cup, was it? The Super Cup, yeah, where it was played across different cities and stuff. Yeah. It was all the big teams and you don't like a mini league in pre-season. Yeah. You can't tell me. Like, and it was, in all, yeah, it was all around the globe, essentially, wasn't it? Imagine the Champions yeah. League without the logo, the, the anthem, the trophy. Man, and what the Super League club? Like it's just I and like they said the Saturday, right? you're gonna need sixty team squads to play mm. all these games. Like yeah. I don't I I think what well, the horse is bolted now. I don't think we can there's nothing we can do. And to be honest with you, it's it's upsetting really as someone who tries to watch as much football as I can, but I wouldn't have the same appetite for it. Like there's no jeopardy. No jeopardy. They talked about they didn't want a Super League because of no jeopardy. But the champ, this new Champions League, there's going to be legacy teams thrown in. Mm. I don't like. It just seems like all the people with the money who run football don't understand the sport. And what they're trying to do is Americanize it to a, where there's no real jeopardy, and all these big teams can maximize their income year after year, and ultimately. Not not fo- football is not the loser. I think the everyday match going fan is because they're kind of ripping the soul out of the game. And God, we talked about this on podcasts with on when the Super League came about. That football was very rarely like it seemed to be kind of hurtling towards a cliff edge. And I don't think there's anything we can do now. I think the train's about to go off the track and there's no bleeding brakes. And just to win everything now will kind of be like, ah, well, wrap yeah. her up. Football, as we know, in its pinnacle, was was dominated by a Liverpool team that we all got to know and love. And after that, it's going to be just, it's going to be shit. Like, like imagine, right, we can play Bayern in the Champions League semi-final. That's special because it doesn't happen that often. But imagine that's every week, every yeah. other week, this, this stupid drummed-up version that they're going to give us. It's going to be shy. Mm. I think, is it the time we essentially because uh, we, we play, played them the other year over the two legs didn't we but we haven't played them for years before that yeah, you know what I mean we've played them since it's it's a, it's a semi-final of a European Cup we played them in isn't it mm. yeah quarter final no a couple of years ago to qualify and I think it's I think it might yeah. be 
We played him in the semi-final, maybe 84 or something like that. Um, yeah, I think he was in the lead into winning it in Paris, I think. Yeah, I was, think so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you're right in what you're saying. Like, uh, the, the, the thing for me is, like, it's not a sport anymore. Forget the idea that it's a sport. It's a business. It's a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar business, right? And it's all about, you know, you'll, you'll get things like, oh, are them owners fit and proper? They don't really give a fuck if they're fit and proper. Because if they come in and... Right, they bend rules to the absolute max and they pump a load of money in. All they really care about is, listen, is our TV money going up? Is our mm-hmm. sponsorships around the grounds going up? Is our fucking this going up? That's all they care about. And this isn't, the, look, we've had loads of conversations over owners of football clubs and if they're good, bad or indifferent. I've seen a, a stat on Manchester United today. They reckon that the Glazers have taken over two billion quid out of, out of Manchester United over the last 15, 16 years or wherever it is that they own them. And, but when you start doing World Cups in November and December, that's when you know it's over. Because <laughs> I don't, listen, I, I get the African nations usually do it in January. That's their thing, right? That's their thing. But the FIFA World Cup was always from around the 12th of June to the 12th of July or somewhere around that week. You know, you know yourself, That's that. it's that month. And when you're doing this, you know it's gone because you were taking any tradition of all the major footballing all the all the football and fucking leagues in the world, and for the vast majority, right, barring not being able to play in certain areas because of weather and how hot it is, I'm basically saying, fuck yous. we're going over here to play this World Cup, and if you don't like it, fuck yous. and you know what we're going to make you do on top of that, we're going to make you play our league right up on top of it, do a World Cup, and then we're going to make you bash through that league because we need you to get back on the straight and narrow come the following August. It's it's you know absolutely horrendous. The bigger knock-on is, like, and I'm not even joking saying this, and I genuinely, I mean this, I'm not even trying to be funny or anything. Like, you're going to kill kids' appetites to play the game. To, it's to already happening. Football. And what's going to happen is, kids are just going to go, I'm not watching the Super League. Do you know what I'll do? I'll go and watch these two fellas sitting in their bedrooms playing a FIFA tournament online where they have all the best they have all the best yep. players. They have Ruud Hullet. They have Maradona playing beside Ronaldinho, playing beside Mo Salah, playing beside a prime fucking Maldini who was beside a Van Dijk. Literal fantasy football stuff. And then they can finish that and go and just play it. They don't need to be professionals. They can go and play online and compete the same way. And eSport will actually dominate that. So virtual football will overtake football as it is because it's literally just going to be saturated the fuck. There's going to have no, there's going to be no appetite to watch it or play it when you can just sit at home and do it yourself. And it's all like eSports is booming across the board. Like I have nephews who would rather watch people playing games than play games. And that's the way we're going. And people I mean, even even betting companies have started like taking bets on these things and and televise yeah. it and everything. It's it's like it's crazy. Like everybody went mental at Florentino Perez when he went on El Chiringuito and talked about the Super League. Everybody yep. went absolutely spasmo because he went on and he told the truth. He turned around. And he said the the attention spans of these kids can't be held anymore. They live in a digital age where they have access to everything at the touch of a finger. And what it is, is 20, 30 second clips, one minute clips. They don't want to watch matches for 90 minutes. They don't support football teams. They support football players. They can watch 
we can watch 30 second clips of Mbappe skinning a player doing a piece of skill going down the line with catchy music that'll catch their attention. Like that attention span is gone. They've no like they've no appetite to sit and watch 90 minute games of football anymore. Because all being on the flip side, on the flip side of that, I mean, I had the you know I had the pleasure of taking my ten year old nephew to the Ireland game at the weekend, and, and I have to say, like it, it, you know, watching a young lad sort of absorb a football match for ninety minutes and, and stand beside him and, and the shouting and the passion from a ten year old was like just it filled it like it filled you with. With with optimism for the future, that maybe you, you have your Euro ninety six jersey on you. <laughs> no, I have my Belgium top on. But that's <laughs> <laughs> I have my Simon Mignolet long sleeved. Go on, go on, Migs. Can I just say you can go on and watch the highlights of a game ten minutes after it's been on? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, look, the the. the you know, <laughs> My nephew turned around to me and said, "There's nothing better than you know being two years because he said to me, there's nothing better than watching a match in a football stadium and he, he was absolutely spot on you know uh, and unfortunately that you know from what Johnny's saying uh, and, and, and I believe it, it it you know that's kind of a dying breed unfortunately it really is um Dick, I will stay with you your winner ultimately of this season, who could it be? Come the end of the season, I think. Um, again, lot of lot of games to still play out, but I think um, Arsenal could end up coming out of this season as a as a significant. I'm sick you didn't say Bill Kenroy. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come on to them a bit later when we talk about Leeds. <laughs> surprised by that, but. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal, they they seem to have, um, and this has coincided with obviously other teams around them falling away, the likes of United, players having a tumultuous season and, and you know, you never know what's going to happen with them one week to the next. But Arsenal seem to have, they've obviously kept their faith with Arteta. For many, the jury's still out a little bit on, on him as a manager. But he's definitely, obviously, made the, the, the tough, some of the tough decisions, and he's got a young squad of players who, you know, you would expect now to be able to, without any distraction of Europe, secure that fourth place. And if they do secure that fourth place, I think even by their own standards and admission, they probably will have got back into the Champions League ahead of schedule, ahead of what they would have projected. You know, they would have ousted, you know, the likes of a United or. Um, uh, you know, Spurs, I suppose, as a as a direct rival, um, and they do need it. You know, they need to they need that Champions League football to keep that momentum going and the young players interested. So, I think from a really poor start in the season, probably wouldn't have predicted after a few games, but I think Arsenal going to come out of this season um, with a with a with a with a you know with the heads heads held high. I spoke about Arsenal last night. We spoke in depth about the top four last night. So I'll stay out with this. Phil, Dicko says there, Arsenal, if they get into the top four, it's probably ahead of schedule. Um, considering the manager change, the bad start to the season. Is that true, though? Because he, was he a season and a half in the job before he starts? 
Arsenal's a basket case at the moment. They remind me of us so much for from no, say to Tuesday. <laughs> ah, I don't even put you know United is, is, is bizarre because I still think I don't know. I said it last week. I thought Arsenal were, were winners one of the week. There were losers another of the week. And my bit was they had so many games in hand that they could they couldn't throw it away. And then I looked at the league ta- table lately, and all of a sudden those games in hand have disappeared, and the other teams around them are catching them. And that was after they'd gotten three or four. I think they had a six point lead at one stage. They still have to play United at home and Spurs away. Yeah, like, to me, I think that's where they blow it. Honestly, I think I, I think they're shit. When I think when it comes to the big games. Um, Arsenal have no bottle. Arteta's head is like a, a, a super duper galaxy brain version of Pep's. He like he overthinks, uh, like he even overthinks what he's going to do with the Jacks that morning when before those games because he's like I'd say he has. I say he's a deeply superstitious bloke and has about eleven million superstitions he has to do, and his head is wrecked before big matches because it's never worked before, and he's trying to work out what superstitions work this time around. And how, how do I like his head looks like boot polish as well? Oh, look, there's just something about Arteta <laughs> that I find that's deeply unlikable. Um, and I hope he fails I, because do you know do you know what else? Over the last four or five years, as fan media has grown, the Arsenal fan base is is just it, it, it was a parody. Then it went beyond parody. It's just garbage. It's like it's they're now on one of those teams I'd love to see relegated. Villa is a team I'd love seeing relegated. Everton. Ah, but hold on. If it, you want everyone relegated, there'd be only three teams left in the league if we if we went with your rules. And we get Borough back, then we'll be happy. Borough. Borough and, and Derby. And I'd anybody else that Terry Venables had an involvement with. <laughs> but no, honestly, I just I, I don't know. If if I know what this is sort of predicting, who if, if Arsenal get back in the Champions League, then they're a fair shout, Dicko, for, for Arteta being um winner of the season um from that perspective. But it doesn't come close to what we're doing. It's not even worthy. And I just think whenever the as I said, when the big games come on, they just crumble. Like you saw them with us, they just crumble. You know what I mean? They're, they're just they're 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 a house of cards. Uh, yeah, but I think when I think for us I think anyone coming up against, you know, the likes of us or City, it's a, it's a bit of a different kettle of fish. I do fancy them to do enough against the likes of Tottenham and United in those games. I mean, there's going to be something gloriously ironic about them celebrating fourth and qualifying for Champions League when they spent all those seasons bemoaning the fact that they were only qualifying for the Champions League and doing nothing, you know? Exactly. And the thing is, like, I don't know whether that... They are much better now than when they were moaning about only finishing the top four. Like I still think they'd be pasted in a Champions League quarter final by any of yes. the real the top sides. Yeah. And that's going to be that's gonna be the stick that they're measured with because they want to get back to the days of leading uh Hybrid when they were winning league titles and playing brilliant football. But like us, I don't they, they need a club. And there's not there's only one. Like I don't think they have enough to really compete. People are saying, well, they'll kick on next year, they won't. I can see them being in the top four unless they spend mad money, but look, everyone is gonna do it. They they're literally gonna be in a market next year where there's gonna be players who they go for who Newcastle are gonna say, We can have a bit of that. And they'll pay the money. So it's players won't really give a shit because they'll know that. Arsenal being in the Champions League, look. Yeah, I mean, my ambition has been in the Champions League. Am I going to win a playing for Arsenal? I don't think so. And I think that will be the... the t- so that's where I agree that, yeah, they are a year ahead of schedule. 
I don't think they're ready to go toe-to-toe with the big boys yet. I, I genuinely don't because they're still very much in the mix for that fourth. And like Phil says, those games in hand aren't worth the shite until you have points for them. And that's not guaranteed. The only thing, the only saving grace is that sports seem to be a win one, lose one every week and United are a complete basket case. They're all odd balls. The treatment I got an email this morning off leading your man, Richard Arnold, asked me was I available for an interview for that job. <laughs> that's, that just seems to be how it is. Like every every single thing that's going on with United at the moment is playing out in public. It's it's bonkers. Yeah. It's mind blown. Yeah. I can't believe that these are they're on the stock exchange. Yeah, they shouldn't be that leaky. And now Louis Van Hal is telling the world and telling Ten Hag not to go no, near because they're just a commercial entity, not a football club. Yeah. and, and right, it's though. their own fault. But it's their own fault. I said this last week. They are publicly interviewing people, right? And at the same, publicly doing it on the internet, basically, right in in front of everyone, and they're literally trying to gauge the reaction to two or three candidates, and then that will just make them decide who they want as their manager, which is fucking insane. It's something you know. Really, say it's the lesser two evils, it's the lesser three evils in this case. Who makes the least impact when they get in the top four, or who you know who benefits the least? Um, I think I think United out of the Champions League is huge again. This is Arsenal's fifth season and they're in it, by the way. Um, I, I don't I think I think if Harry Maguire gets an injury, you know, it'd romp home into fourth. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even messed about that, yeah. I'm serious. But I think because I think if you look Arsenal haven't been in it in five years, Spurs need it badly because of what with the stadium and the COVID and stuff like that. And United always feel like they should be there and the longer they're kept out of it, the better. It won't stop them spending, but it just it's it's entertaining. I think Arsenal are probably the pick, although I think Dick always said it that they've 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 been and, and Shawnee, they they bemoan oh we're only finishing fourth and they wanted Wenger out. Now I think Wenger should have left Arsenal eight years about, about eight years before he did. But they did bemoan all that. And now they will literally be telling you come the end of May, if they get fourth place that Arsenal are the biggest club in England and they're this and they're that and the other and you know they're clearly not because they're all fucking mental. Um, That's the thing with these winners and losers, though, Gav, is that like the, the one who could be the ultimate winner could it just as easily be the ultimate loser. Like it's mm. tight row stuff for it a lot is. of them. Like, yeah. You know, like the ultimate loser, there can only be really one, really. I think that we'd all agree with, really, to be honest. For the season? For for literally the history of humankind, <laughs> this season, yeah, it's everything. No, but club. like, yeah, forever, yeah, it's because everything. like, if they lose this year, like, and when yeah. I mean lose, I mean go down. Like, yeah. they are proper fucking Reebok Stadium, Stadium Alloy, Rev <laughs> Gardy bleeding, absolutely Maggie Thatcher levels of in the mud. Could it be MK Blues? Could it be MK Blues? It would literally be Merseyside Blue FC with no sponsor. They couldn't even get played in Joma to make kits for them. Like it would be literally honestly. They'd be floating down the Mersey with that stadium. And then you have the two fellas who are in serious bother with Russia. Like, literally, Mm. they could be scraping to get our bottle caps to buy the club uh, Mm. on Merseyside because that's literally all it'll take. They they are in serious shite. 
So hold on, hold on. We've done, hold on. we've done, we've done your winner. Yeah, well, I think we should all just agree on who the fucking loser is. Just, <laughs> okay, no, that's what I was going to say to you because uh, that, that suits me because it means we've only 16 minutes left. So we done Shawnee's winner. We done uh, Phil. Who's what do we do for you, Phil? My, mine is football. Football is the loser. I yeah, football loser is the loser. I think, I think it's a concept. Are. I think it's a concept. Um, we all agree that football is lost at the moment. And I'm not talking about a loser. It's just, it's lost. It, it doesn't know what it is at this stage. And we're just seeing now. Are we doing a loser again? No, no so Nair is kind of hard. He's reiterating. Right. He's trying right. to get scoring points. Here's our grain. It sounds like Sean's like gone straight into it. Nero's on the balcony playing the harp, and we're all looking up going, that's a great gig, and the whole place is boring around us. That's basically oh, what's going on. Dicko, I'm, Dicko, I'm just being, I'm serious. Like, the shite the the they, the they're in it, they stay up. Yeah. But if they go down, is, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of their it, players have. No Champions League clauses <laughs> in that squad. <laughs> 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 you don't get in the Champions League, I can leave. What's going to happen if you end up in fucking the Championship in the Sky Bet? To be playing in the Justice Pain Trophy in a few years. Like, it's I don't, think, I don't think many of them have those types of clauses in the contracts because I don't think they really kind of... No, the worry for them is that they don't have relegation clauses in the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So they can I'm all sit there and go, you're yeah, paying me, I don't collect. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Everything, so, everything so, I'm praying yeah, Putin yeah. drops a nuke just so that the season can be abandoned now at this stage and just call it where it is. Like Honestly, that's it's just, this is it. They're hoping for another round of COVID or something. They're looking for divine intervention because, let's be honest about it, everything are the biggest basket case you've ever seen. Like Just in general, they're a basket case. But this, I mean, we, Can we all agree we just do 15 minutes on everything here and then we can go Yeah, home. why not? Okay, I mean, it's great. the most, it is going to, like, Let's just go back to the start of the season, yeah? The, the whole kind of split fan base on Rafa, you know, them trying to bring themselves around, at least the half who were prepared to, to bring themselves around to try and back a, a manager, a Liverpool, a, a Liverpool legend who led, you know, their arch rivals to a European Cup and, and, and you know, all that went with that. And, you know, they get off to the kind of a bit of a, you know, decent start. Three wins you know, and a draw in the fourth four. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the optimism is there. You know, some people who were doubters are starting to turn into believers. And then from there, it just goes so horribly wrong. You know, I mean, take the whole kind of financial situation out of it a little bit. and, And just the pure football inside of it has just gone like, progressively worse as the weeks have gone by and this is the this is the problem that they've got right now they're playing the worst football that they've been playing all season and it's all going in one direction and like there's no you can talk about the other teams that are down there they've all had their kind of moments in the season even recently Burnley have had a little little run of results and have picked up ever seemed to be they, they don't seem to be able to get out their own way at the moment. And that, that from a footballing sense, is the thing that would alarm you the most. And, and then you, you align that to the run of fixtures that they've got coming up. And you just you, you just you struggle to see where the points are going to come. I don't. Um, I, st- I see Brendan Rodgers giving them all the points he needs. Well, you know, that, 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 that really would piss a lot of you know Liverpool fans off I would imagine if it's someone like Brendan Rodgers who comes to their rescue I mean it was bad enough watching Newcastle's pathetic kind of attempt at 
playing out a nil nil when they were only playing against ten men the, the other week. It was you know it was ridiculous. But look, if this if if this culminates in Everton going down this season, the type of season that they've had. Like we may as well, they may as well sell this DVD in the in the Anfield Club shop next season. <laughs> <laughs> you'd raise a few, you'd raise a few more quid for them, wouldn't you? And you know the yeah, shop, you know the shop, you know the shop in Liverpool one. You know the way to Liverpool one. You know the way to Liverpool one. Liverpool yeah. one, right? In in the in yeah. Liverpool one, they have the Liverpool shop, and it's Liverpool Everton one too, and yeah. Everton two, right? Yeah. Are they gonna put a DIV above the yeah. above the two, <laughs> okay, so it's Everton yeah. division two? So but just just to let you know, right? Because Dico, you love to talk. You love you love talk of a um a Merseyside power shift. You love that talk, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Mad Dico loves it especially, right? Yeah. And, uh, but let me just let me just let, let me just tell you what happens here. After four games this season, Everton had three wins and a draw. Okay, 10 points. Since then, okay, so that's first four games, right? Since then, they've played 23 games, okay? They've won four, okay? They've drawn three, and they've lost 16 since the first. They've picked up 15 points in their last 23 games in the league. That's how bad they've been. And... I don't know, like, is it that bad that they could just be literally all gone? They, like, they could literally fall to absolute pieces if they get relegated. Because I think there's, like, Shawnee's saying it a while, I think Phil agrees, Dicko agrees, but there, ha- there has to be a big chance here that they go down and it just absolutely falls down around them. 16-17, guys, Sunderland were in the Premier League, that mid-table in League 1 now. Yeah. And the thing is, if they go down... They, they like they are literally, they, they're on the brink of being hit. Now I don't know whether the the EFL is different from the Premier League, but this sustainability thing that they have, where you can't make the a successive loss over three seasons, if they stay up, they're going to be hit with that next year. And who knows what that's going to be? That could be points deduction. Like, and I'm not. This is not just a kind of throwaway thing. They're in genuine butter. They're in serious butter. And like, literally, not the way you used to create the collect the things off the top of the, the cans, like the little clips. Mm. And if you spend how many of them, you get a wheelchair. They're literally <laughs> going, to, going, to, going to be collecting them to, be, to finish this stadium. And they might build a stand out of it. I don't, you never know. Well, they'll have like, to build something, won't they, to block them from seeing Anfield? Because if Anfield's a bit higher up in, in this, you know. Be You'll have to spell that big bleeding uh, part of having before at the edge yeah. of the yoke to stop them seeing the bleeding, the main stand. Like, they are in serious butter. Now, someone might come in and buy them, but Premier League have basically just shown now, all right, no more Saudis coming in. That's the end of that. We're not having that anymore. So, I don't know. It, it could get really, really bad, genuinely. And I just hope Amazon are in the wings waiting to put 1500 cameras around Finch <laughs> and just giving us literally the greatest season of TV that we've seen since the fourth season of True Detective because I would absolutely fucking indulge in that they could make it a 30 episode season two and a half hours long I would literally watch every single episode twice could you I imagine them, could you imagine I them watch a the, Russian could you imagine them, 
Go and buy the park end with the Oscar on the top of a bus. <laughs> It'd be fucking deadly, wouldn't it? An Oscar for best documentary is the F. And Bill Con- <laughs> Bill Kine right on the top of a bus and everyone's shouting at him, where's the Oscar money, Bill? It'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> Phil- Get Tony Bellew to direct it. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he has the acting chops. He was in Rocky Balboa, Blaze. He's in one yeah. of them stupid yeah. films, hasn't he? They could, um, be, like, they could be daft enough to sign up to something like that, you know, if yeah. he went down and they call yeah. it go- yeah. and they call it going back up. And it culminates in them getting relegated again. That, like that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how mad they are. They are they're absolutely mental. Tony Hibbert narrating it. I'd love Tony Hibbert to narrate the whole thing. <laughs> um, Phil, like in all seriousness, though, you look at Bolton, Derby, Sunderland, even the likes of Portsmouth who are in the Premier League and then just fell like a stone. You've, you've seen it happen. Sheffield even Wednesday. Forest. Um, Forest, even, loads of them that have gone out of the top division and just disappeared. It doesn't matter how big they are. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I'm talking about when I think of everything, I think of Sheffield Wednesday. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, Sunderland. You know, Leeds, big enough clubs. Leeds, six, sixteen years. years. Yeah, mm. Phil. With the losses they have in court, with the issues that their owners currently have with what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, um, the. the the amount of money they're paying this squad compared to what they're bringing in and the possibility of going down and just being caught in an absolute dogfight in the championship. How far do you think they could, they could fall here? Hopefully they go out of business. Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's, it, like I'm not going to even fall back. I, I, I genuinely hope they liquidate because that to me would be the ultimate hilarity in, in this whole thing, right? Because, you know... Their fans only have this people's club. They, they there's nothing, there's nothing endearing about Everton as a football. You have the Myers mural though in the Bielsa. No, but this is what we're saying. This is the best thing I've ever seen in football. Like, they, they, they spent their time um, from the mid nineties on encouraging this idea of the dogs of war, where they just go around kicking lumps out of players and hoofing the ball down the down the length of the pitch. No game plan. That was Joe Royal's dogs of war. They won an FA Cup. That was. Like so long ago, what's it? Nineteen ninety four. Since 95. then, Blackburn have gotten promoted to the Premier League, won it, come runners up, vanished, gone out of business, been owned by a chicken group, and is somewhere now <laughs> the around the middle of Manchester, right? And everything is still there, doing nothing, almost being relegated every year. So it's about time they just go. Coventry. Somebody's mentioned Coventry. There. Coventry's a classic example. In the eighties, everyone remember Coventry in the eighties, right? Steve Grimm had. Um, Steve Grisvich, who was a Liverpool goalkeeper, of course, um, and Keith Houchin up front in the 1986-87 FA Cup. But then in the was. 90s, you Peter and Love, Darren Huckabee. Yeah, um, I have all these lads. Robbie Kane. Paul Telford. Don't forget Robbie Kane. Right, Craig, uh, Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. They were a club, right? Um, and they always tried to play football. And then they just vanish. And they're gone. Well, if you look they're at what happened, Coventry, Coventry are at the... Move from Highfield Road to the Rico Arena, lose the Rico Arena because of financial yeah. problems, right? End up having to play their league games in St Andrews and Birmingham, right? Northampton North well, and, and most recently at Birmingham City's ground, St Andrews. Yeah, and yeah. then they're, they're back at the Rico Arena because it's called something else now, it was taken over by someone and they're letting them lease it. But, and they're actually not doing, doing too bad in the championship at the moment, Coventry. But I think Coventry went down around 19, I want to say 1999, somewhere around that time. So you're looking at you know, Gordon Strachan was the manager. Yeah, he? twenty odd years they're gone. Like, yeah, and they're still scratching around in the championship with no, no ground of their mean. own. Like nothing. And Highfield Road <laughs> wasn't the biggest ground in the world, but they swapped off twenty. Don't forget, stadium for everything. I'm building an underwater stadium. 
Right? <laughs> That's everything in a nutshell. I know it's crazy. The only thing to watch the, the to find a name and think that's a great idea to build a to build a stadium out of that would build one down there and be great. About clouds in the worst case scenario, the people at Liverpool are going to have a new aquatic center down on the dock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> new Rainbow Rapids. Yeah, imagine the size of the slide they could get in that half the side of those stadiums. But like, honestly, like if if you took Everton and put them in League One, they just fit. The stadium fits with the look of it. The people fit with the look of it. It's just, it's perfect. It's perfect symmetry. Yeah. And that's where they I deserve to be. they'd have some great days out. So I think they'd actually, you know, there'd be an element of enjoyment there. The they wouldn't have to play us twice as well. It'd wreak havoc with our Champions League schedule if they were playing midweeks in the Championship. You couldn't have the two nights of games on in the same night in Liverpool. Yeah, you wouldn't get a taxi yeah. home for love, no money on a Champions League. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd have to bring a fold up mouth head, would you? <laughs> so as as a prediction but I don't think they go down I, don't, I just I, when you look I, at, I agree with you when you look at the absolute choice around them right like, as I said to you last week or the week before last this league is dirt if you take away Liverpool City and Chelsea the rest of it's fucking choice right you've got United Arsenal and Spurs who will one of them will fall across the fourth place line, and the rest, the other two will fall to the fifth and sixth, and the rest is just cabbage water. And you get to the bottom, and it's the sludge at the end of the cabbage water. It's like the it's if it's like you know when you come across a pond and you put your foot in, and you're, you have to throw your shoes away because it stinks, right? And you never get the stink off it. That's what the rest of the Premiership looks like, and they're just part of it. Like they're part of a collective of fucking pond scum. It's just disgusting. It's 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 dirt. And uh, sadly, there's there's worse teams than them. Look at the teams that are bottom of the league. Norwich haven't won a game in three years or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. They had a They'd actually got. I think they had a win the draw in the first couple of games under Dean Smith. Then it's gone horrendously wrong since then. But yeah. the thing about it is, like, I just don't see Burnley getting the goals, even though they've games in hand over Watford. Watford are just below Everton. We play them at the weekend. Everton are. I can't remember who Everton play at the weekend. Are they going back? Offer a funny team for us. They're playing West, they play West Ham away, West Ham. but then they play, but they, but next they play Burnley a couple of days later away. Burnley. That will tell us an awful lot. I yeah, think. but I think... I think uh, what, Burnley, but we, you know, Burnley are generally up for a dogfight. Everton don't. And, and I think that game will be pivotal, not just the result. The result obviously be all that matters at the end of the day, but just, just to see how the two sides operate in that game will tell us an awful lot, I think. Yeah, well, I said, I said it last night. I think the next three is, um, I think, is West Ham away, Burnley away, Manchester United at home. And I genuinely think if they lose all them, all three of them, everything will go down. Because I think that'll be the breaking point. If they go and get beaten twice away from home, especially against Burnley, and they say, right, we need to do something here against United and they get beaten, I think they will just be, that'll be it. The, 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 you just ha- you know when teams just have the look after where you're going, they're not getting none out of these last six or seven. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Right, we have to go. It's 22.59. Um, we have done an hour. I told you it'd be an hour. I'm struggling badly. Uh, Shawnee, anything else before we go? No, all good. Um, enjoyed that, actually. We, us being the ultimate winners and everything being the ultimate losers, it's like some sort of dream world universe scenario that we find ourselves in coming into April and it's all reality so it starts on Saturday and it doesn't end it could end in 18 months time because honestly 
12 toward the away to Watford and it's just a Rowlands down from then. And home to Watford. Hopefully it ends up on someone's shoulders in the middle of the Champs-Élysées with number oh, seven. Yeah. Uh, paying 15 euro for a bottle of Heineken. <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll do it. I don't mind, honestly. Ah, you being little, little going rational on the load again. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. Phil, anything else before we go? I'm going to disappoint everyone. I've now mad sport of the week. Um, I'll be, I was too busy uh, being a father this weekend and not paying attention to sport. So um, that's that's sadly, uh, folks. Uh, but I did fill out my uh, press accreditation for the World Games to see if I get accredited as, as, oh, as, as a journalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if if I do, I'm seeing if we can get sponsorship to go over to the War Games for the for the two weeks in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Um, me and Neil are going to go and, and do live oh, broadcasts. That's okay. <laughs> um, don't send the footage to me because I'm not putting it on this fucking channel. That's going to be like the, the Midnight Express. I'm telling you, Neil was entering. I told him but in, in the in the movie. What, what was that film where Bruce Willis had to get a fella so far because he was it was a thirteen blocks or something it was called, and he had to get him to the police station uh, through all sorts of mayhem. That'd be like <laughs> Phil bringing Neil to the World Games. Um, but Jesus he's in the moving archery, he's one of the targets in the moving archery. You gotta watch for his dip and his duck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, back next, Phil will be back next week for some fucking weird sport that everyone knows about six years, but he's only copped the job over the weekend and yeah. tell us all about it. Uh, no, nobody, nobody's seen the, the, the dog, the dog running in the American Kennel Club. That was unique. The, <laughs> the, world, the world games, though, is absolutely fucking amazing news. <laughs> uh, Dicko, anything else before we go? Oh, just just to say, like bit like Shawnee. I mean, we're going into April, but this thing could run all the way up until the end of May. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at two months. You know, a lot of teams' seasons are ending or have ended around now. You know, we we, we generally in years gone by would be going into April trying to secure top four. I mean, this is just you know, this is just unprecedented, and you know, openly. Uh, admit that I'm one of the Paris five who've pre-booked and ready to rock and roll when it comes round to the end of May. The Paris five. Usually, when you when you put something like, like that, you're, you're trying to get out of you know, prison you know, for twenty five years. Interpol will be arresting us <laughs> yeah, on arrival yeah. with a name like the Paris, <laughs> Paris five. <laughs> Someone ring Daniel Day Lewis there. Uh, tell him you have a job for him. Um, that is it. That has been winners and losers. And um, we'll have loads of stuff for you during the week. Don't forget Fail Connor Charity. And um, we keep saying it. Go to the link in the description. Donate if you can. If you can't, spread it. Share it amongst all your family, friends, colleagues, mates in chats, wherever it might be. If you're all in chats, if you're in a chat with 20 people and you all put a quid in, it's 20 quid towards Failicon. You can do that. And as I said, the link is in the description. Go and check it out. Um, I'm struggling badly. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, but I'll absolutely do my best to be with you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Um, we will have a show on Wednesday night, um, midweek fix. We will definitely, should have something towards the and Friday as well. We have a night off tomorrow, Tuesday, as normal. Anything you want to say to us, any feedback whatsoever, stick them in the comments below after the show, and we will absolutely get to them. Do you well, know where everything remind me of before Paris, we go? Paris 5, <laughs> Birmingham 2. That's going to be the scoreline of this summer. <laughs> uh, come here. That's Do you the know new what? Super League. 
Do you know what? Do you know what everything reminded me of? It just copped it. I seen a video on YouTube earlier. It was Celine Dion behind the scenes when she made the video for the song. It's all coming back to me now. And she's in this castle and it's all falling down around her and she's trying to be cool and pretend it's not happening. And that's everything. They're trying to sing their way out of this while the castle absolutely collapses. Check it out. Celine Dion, absolute fucking belter of a tune, by the way. Um, Try that to the intro instead of that playing whack balls. I can't. She's, I can't. She'll fuck. They'll fucking. They'll, they'll do can you get Muhammad Jogi to just have someone falling down randomly beside that bus <laughs> for the next one? Oh, yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'll do my best. Oh, yeah, because Son did fall over, didn't he, when a ball... Um, Random. Just yeah. went never went near him. So there you go. Um, so there you go. We got Celine Dion and everything in there tonight. That has been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.